0: All right, well, welcome back to Training for Manhood. This is Dan Panetti, and uh, we've been in a uh, a great conversation with uh, Gabe Boyd, um, just a great guy that I get to work with uh, as he trains uh, boys to be men. What an incredible job, I'm just telling you. Oh, it's fun. It's the the greatest job ever. It's the greatest job ever. I I
1: had a guy tell me at one of my previous jobs when I was in sales, and he he looked at me and he said, hey, um, you're a great guy, but I can tell this is not for you. And I said, really? How do you know? And he goes, well, I, I just, I feel like there's a different calling on your life, but here's the one advice I'll give you. And he was retiring at the time. Mm-hmm. And he said, Gabe, find a job that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Amen. And I was like,
0: okay. That's good.
1: And, and it was crazy because now I can look and I can say, I don't know that I actually work a day in my life
0: now. Like, I, actually, I absolutely love what I get to do. It's a joy. Yep. But but I get to work with you and and while we're not working, we're just enjoying ourselves. <laughs> that's right. Um, we, we are doing um, some great work, right? Because I think one of the one of the big things, and, and you and I both have a passion um, for this, right and and we, we ought to get into the reason we have a passion for it too, right? Not only as as men who want to grow and develop, right, but right. you know you you're raising four girls. that's right, right. so there's there's a little bit of a, hey, where are the men going to be? that's right? right that my four girls cuz if if they're looking at you and you're pointing them to Christ right the concept of what it's going to be for a man to to be the person who comes into their life to marry them to to lead them spiritually right that, you're setting a pretty high bar.
1: Yeah. People always ask, like, how, how, what credentials do you have to lead a program where you're training boys to be men when you don't have a son of your own to do? And I say, I have the greatest motivation ever greatest is that motivation. I have four
0: daughters. Four daughters.
1: And I don't <laughs> want some little boys, you know, at whatever age, 16, 17, 18, whatever they are, to come knocking on my door because they're going to get a quick exit. Amen. From my house. Amen. And so I figure the more that I can do to train boys to become men, the better chance I have for men to be showing. Up, men that you know would would be more in the image of hopefully what I'm projecting to my girls yes. of
0: what to look at for yes. in a man. You know, you know, one of the things that people always say, and we're gonna I'm gonna get off on a rabbit trail in this. Okay. So you gotta, you gotta <laughs> help me, okay? People always say this, and it really, really bugs me, right? People always say like, um, I I married way better than I am, right? Like I, uh-huh. I you know, I outkick my coverage, um, you know, and and my thing is always that's the worst thing to say about your wife, right? I mean, it's it, it's really weird if you if you take the inverse, right? Like, right. My wife married lower than she should have right. she picked me right, and my thing is as you've got four girls that that would be the worst thing that you could imagine absolutely right for for your girls to bring home some guy and you to go yeah, how underwhelming right, but you know what at least it's a guy right right and they, and here's the thing you don't want that, and so the 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 concept of being able to pour into Young boys, to make them into men, to someday be able to show up at your door and say, hey, I want to marry your daughter and for you to say amen, mm-hmm. right? You are the kind of man that can lead, right, that's growing towards God. You're, you're not perfect. That's right. Right? Because, hey, here, here's the deal. We've both been your age, so we know what you're thinking, that's so you right. still smacking around, <laughs> right? But, the, but the, the idea that he can be a godly man and lead your daughter and lead her family and continue on the legacy – Right, that you've started with your family from a spiritual perspective, right? So that your kids and your grandkids and your great grandkids have that blessing that you've begun, right? Why would you not be invested in this? That's right. I mean, what an what an incredible opportunity. Okay, so we've we've come up with right. You've you've laid out five principles um, that are dealing with the idea of what it means to be a man. We've already talked about two. That's right. right. The first one was speaking truthfully. Correct. Men speak truthfully. We're not passive. We don't just sit on the side. We get engaged, and when we get engaged, we carry the words right of. life or death with us. And so we we take that very importantly, that when we speak, right, we're speaking life into a situation. We speak the very words of God into a situation and we take that very seriously. So Absolutely. being a man who speaks is going to be really important. The next one you talked about is men serve. Mm-hmm. We're talking about serving others, right? We're talking about putting away pride and beginning to look at the idea of um, there's nothing that I can't do from a, a pr- perspective of, right, the job needs to be done, mm-hmm. right, I can do the work, I can serve others, I let my yes be yes, my no be no, if I say I'm going to be there, guess what, I'm going to be there. That's right. Right. So that that concept begins to, to, to deepen into a young boy and making them to a man. What's the third concept? The third one uh, is always a
1: fun one to talk about. Um, and it's funny because usually as soon as I start to say it, a lot of the men and the boys in the eyes start Giggle. rolling their eyes. Oh, They're like, oh, rolling what, is, the eyes. Okay. what are we talking about? Like, really? Like, this is what we're talking about? What? This has nothing to do with being a man, but it actually has everything to do with being a man. Uh, and and the third, the third part of our motto is that men love deeply. I like it. Men love deeply, and I think it's just so crucial because it's something that— it, it, it almost gets like Hallmark movie romanticized mm-hmm. yep. when you talk about love. And so a lot of guys think, well, it's just not for me. Uh, but it's absolutely for every man to understand how much they've been loved and how much they have to give in the way of love. Uh, and everything that we've talked about is going to hinge around this idea of us loving others well. Uh, and that the only way that we love others well is if we understand how much we've been loved by the sacrifice of Jesus. Um, And so I I think this is so important for us just to talk about and to understand more about what does it mean to understand how much we've been loved, but then how much more is it important for us to actually go and show that love or to give that love away? Um, And we talked about last time uh, this idea of of us taking our vows, right? Mm -hmm. And that part of the vow-taking process is not that I'll do this if you'll do that. Right. Right. And and it's converse with our wives as well. Right. That that love in and of itself has got to be free. Right. There, there is no there is no tax on it. It's I give it away freely expecting nothing, nothing in return. return. Yep. Right. Because this is this is the model that Jesus gave us. Right. He gave his life away with no expectation on our parts to do anything with it.
0: OK. Right? okay. However, so- we
1: have the choice to.
0: Okay, you you're baseball guy, so I'm I'm gonna throw you a curveball. Okay, here we go. Don't 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 buckle the knees now.
1: I won't. If it's a hanger, I'm gonna hit it (laughs) out.
0: (laughs) What do you say to the young guy? Yes, right, who hasn't been loved well? So you got you got a 24 year old you know kid, Mm -hmm. right, just graduated from college. Um, Dad wasn't in his life. Right? Maybe his parents got divorced when he was young. He doesn't know what it means to be a man. Right? He hasn't been loved well. And so your, your concept of how you're laying this out is great. You've been loved well, right. now love others well. You've been loved deeply, now love others deeply. Right, Talk to the young guy who's like, wait a second. Can, can I not love deeply because I haven't been? Yeah. What, what do you say to him
1: yeah I, I think I think the first thing I say to him is you need to get in your Bible okay uh, you know, we, we need to understand that each one of us whether whether it's been whether we've seen that um, played out within our own lives uh, from our own parents um, it, I, I think there's probably varying degrees of how much we've been loved right uh, and some of us uh, out there probably have not been loved well to your point uh, but I think all of us um, all of us need to understand that we have a Savior that loved us well. He still loves us well each and every day, right? The fact that you are up right now listening to this podcast is just a sign of His love and mercy to you that He has given you another day. Uh, and so I think uh, just understanding the fact of what Jesus did on the cross was the the most profound statement of love that anyone could have uh, for another person. Um, you have been loved well. Uh, but I would also say that uh, it's got to start somewhere, yep. right?
0: Start um, with you.
1: And so it's got to start with you, right? How do you become, how do you start to break the chain of events of not being loved well by going out uh, and showing that love well to others? other people so that should you have a family uh, or a wife or or whatever, even just good friends, right? How do you make good friends? Well, you be a good friend, right? My parents had a, a, a a piece of paper. I could tell my dad had just written on a piece of paper and just cut it out, and it stuck on our on our refrigerator for the longest time. Uh, and and I my my family I, we grew up in the same house. My parents lived there for 30 years, right? Uh, and so like I didn't know anything but this house. And so our our refrigerator was always in the same place. And for the long, for as long as I can remember, there was this little sheet of paper on there, um, and it and it said something so profound. And as a kid, I never understood it like it just didn't make any sense to me whatsoever and then i was i just remember one day in high school i just went up to my dad and i said what in the world does that mean <laughs> like you wrote this years. <laughs> years ago what does that but mean but i've i've walked by it every single day multiple times a day and i have no clue what it means uh and, and the statement was so simple it just said um it said uh I don't know. I can't remember now. I totally lost my train of all train right. of thought. Uh, but it but the whole premise of it was, uh, in order to find love, you have to show love. Okay. In order to find love, you have to show love, and so uh, I, I just thought, man, it's it's so it's so convoluted this right. idea of right. of finding love, right? And even as a teenage boy, I'm like, well, how how do I find a girlfriend? How do I find a wife? How do I how do I find people to love me? And the advice was, well,
0: you go out and you show love. Right. See, see, that's the advice I'd give to the guy. Right. If you haven't been loved well, right, at, le- at least it's weird, but at least you know the negative. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know the negative and you don't want that. So then go do the positive. Right. Just learn to love others well. That's right. Right. If you if you haven't been loved well, if your dad wasn't there, then just say, well, OK, now I know what the absence of a dad brings. Mm-hmm. Right. What does the presence of a dad bring? Right? Now I know the absence of love, what what that affect and feels like, what's the presence of love, right? And you begin to put those things into practice. That's right. right. So the concept of of loving deeply, right? I love that you know there's there's some people out there that are that are walking that are filled with right that love, right? And they've they've been shown, it's been modeled well for them. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the idea for them is, to say, hey, do what you've been shown. That's right. right. But there's a bunch of people out there that it hasn't been modeled well for them, mm-hmm. right? And they need to say, okay, but i know the hurt that comes without it being done well and i and i'm not going to bring that on to somebody else right i'm going to do the opposite of what i've been shown right right because i understand the importance of it and so for for men to love deeply right maybe you didn't have a man that was in your life maybe you didn't have a dad that was present but present but you're going to say but i'm i'm going to be right right i'm i'm going to put you know not my job first so that i'm successful in those things Right. But I'm going to put my family first so that those people feel love. You know, one of my favorite movies, and we, we laugh in our family because um, it's uh, the, the family man with Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. OK, so because <laughs> we, we the kids are kind of like, you know, Nicolas Cage in our family is kind of like y- he's in a good movie. Seriously. Right. I'm <laughs> like, yes, you got You got to watch. It's a family man. Right. But it's, it's the story. Right. Of, you know, a guy who's super, super successful by the world standards. And then he gets a glimpse right, into what life would have been like if he had actually chosen, right, to the, pursue the woman that he loved mm-hmm. instead of the world and the job, right? And he ended up at the end, right, going, okay, I didn't have as big a car, I didn't have as nice as stuff, whatever, but the, the relationships, um, the intimacy, the family, the love, right, was so much better and so much wor- worth the investment, right? right? I wish I had chosen that instead. And I think one of the the, the things, right, um, is uh, there, there's, a, there's a poem, right that deals with uh, men past 40 right Um, look at the look at the world and wonder where the time went right and just this this concept where if we're talking to somebody and you're a young person Mm -hmm. right and talking about the importance of love and, and setting your life towards loving others and developing you know real intimate good strong relationships right it's gonna be a huge benefit right but there's a bunch of guys out there who are 50 60 and 70 right that they pursued the things of the world and now they're looking around them and here's what they don't have, right? People around them who love them, right? They don't have the love of others. And, and here's, here's my, you know, my call out to guys who are my age, yeah. right? Cause I'm, I'm 50, right? Yeah. The call out to guys my age is it's never too late. That's right. Right. It's never too late to, to pick up the phone and call your son or your daughter, right. And begin to develop a relationship with them. And, you know, you may have to you know eat a lot of crow and, and, Sure. You know, ask for a lot of forgiveness, right? But the the idea is, I mean, I remember speaking of baseball, right? The the movie, The Rookie, mm-hmm. right? Where um, what's what's the guy's name? In it Desquite. Yeah, Dennis Quaid, yeah. right, where he has that, you know, he wants to be a baseball player, but his dad doesn't want him to. He gets that freak accident and goes out there throws 90-something miles an hour. Right. And at the very first game that he pitches in the major leagues, he takes the baseball after it and he gives it to his dad. Yeah. The, the guy who wasn't there, the guy who didn't support him, yeah. right? But it doesn't matter because everybody wants to have the love and the attention and the affection of their dad. That's right. Right? And and the way that that's programmed is is that's because we want the love and the attention of affection of our Heavenly Father. That's right. Right? And our earthly father is supposed to point us to that. Right? So here's the deal. If if you're somebody's earthly father and you haven't shown them the love, you haven't loved them deeply, right, for the years that you've been there and you've been absent, right? Today is a new day. That's right. Right? Today start doing those things, right? Write that letter, ask for forgiveness, learn to apologize. Right? And I think, you know, part of part of loving deeply is learning to apologize. Oh, because,
1: absolutely. Because because
0: when you put two people, right, in a loving relationship, Right. You are vulnerable and you're open to hurting the other person. That's right. And So you say things, you do things that the other person is hurt by. And when they're wounded, you have to learn to apologize. Mm -hmm. Right. And and in our family, when we apologize, we have to do it. You have to say what you're sorry for. Mm -hmm. Right. You have to ask for forgiveness. That's right. Right. And then it and here's the thing. It doesn't matter how the other person responds.
1: Yeah. You don't get to control. You don't get to
0: control that part. Right. So if you've hurt somebody and you've wounded somebody and you've apologized in the right way, Right. That doesn't mean that they have to say, Okay, you're forgiven. Right. Right. You let it go and you let them deal with God on that. But you've got to learn to humble yourself and to apologize well. If you wanna love deeply, right, it means that you open yourself up to being hurt deeply. And you're probably going to hurt some people deeply as well. But you got to learn to apologize, and you got to learn to apologize quickly. That's right. Yeah, one of the probably one of the best stories that I have
1: about just a man that who lived a life of love was a guy that I met um, as I was a little bit older, and he was he was certainly older. Um, it was actually my my wife's uh, grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, it, when I met him, he had he he was in the later stages of Alzheimer's, uh, and so I met him for the first time every time I met him. Um, but I'll never forget going to his funeral, uh, and being a part of the family and being in the back of the, of the, of the room before everything kind of got, got started, you know, and they call the family out, uh, and, and so we're all in a back room, um, that's kind of like a green room, right, within within the place that they were having the the funeral, uh, and I really didn't have any expectations or know what to expect. Um, I my my goal was just, hey, I just need to be there for the people that are here in this room who mm-hmm. love this man, who knew him, you know, for as long as they've been alive. Um, and I'll never forget walking out. At, we were at the front of the room, but walking out of the green room, and as we walked out. Um, Just being amazed at how many people were in the room, Um, that there were people standing on the side. I mean, there had to have been a couple of uh, hundred people there. And and again, I didn't know this guy at all. And so I had no clue what to expect. I'm thinking, you know, he's an older guy in his 90s. And so, you know, when you're that old, usually not a whole lot of people are there to come. But it was unbelievable uh, just getting to see all the people that he impacted with the love that he had just for life, the love that he had for Jesus, and how he shared that with other people, right? And so while a lot of them may not have expressed their gratitude for his love uh, while he was here on earth, man, the respect that was shown that day in that room was just mind-blowing. I mean, it made such an impact on me uh, to think, hey, Today is a great day to start loving people well. And like you said, on your deathbed, like those are the things you're going to think about. That's right. Are what are the relationships that I had? And the relationships that are going to grow and be fostered are going to be based on love, right? A free love that is given with no expectation of return. Because while he may ne- never have gotten a thank you or I'm sorry for anything that he showed, right? There was a great amount of respect in that room for a man that I just knew for a minute. But just that minute that I knew him, what, it showed me. Everything I need to know about his life right. based on the people that were there that quality day. quality of those
0: relationships. It was unbelievable. That's amazing. Okay, so the poem I had, listen okay. to this. It says, men past 40 get up at night and look out at city lights, wondering where they made the wrong turn and why life is so long. Okay? And I remember um, a, a pastor had uh, quoted that, right? Men past 40 get up at nights and look out at city lights, wondering where they made the wrong turn and why life is so long. Right. If you're going in the wrong direction. Right. What a miserable journey that is. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think this is why this is so important. Men. Right. Love deeply. Right. They're concerned about others. They're thinking about. Right. The long term effects of having real and significant relationships with people. Right. As opposed to building an empire that one day won't be here.
1: That's right. Right.
0: Even a young man. Right. Should be thinking about what what do I want said at my funeral? Mm-hmm. And I know it's a weird thing, right? Absolutely. But what, what do I want said at my funeral and who are the people that are going to be standing around? Now, I'm just telling you, they're, they're not your business partners who are trying to get money away from you, right? They're the people that that either you should have loved and they hate you now, mm-hmm. right? And they're glad you're gone, right? Cause can, can I tell you, I've been to a couple of those funerals, yeah. right? Where, where children, right, couldn't stand up and say anything positive about their father. Mm. And I'm just telling you, that that is a, a long That's hour. Sad. That's yeah. sad. Right. And I've also been at the funerals where everybody wanted to get up and talk about the That's person right. because they loved him so much. Yeah. So here, here's the deal one, if you're a young person, start thinking about, right, who do you want at your funeral and what you want said, mm-hmm. right, and start investing in those relationships. And two, I'm thinking, all right, there's an older guy out there listening to this who needs to make some repairs. Absolutely. Right. Who needs to start showing what it means to love deeply, even in the last, right, years of his life. And, and it's never too late. So there, there's our call to action. Men love deeply, right? Find some people, right, to to show your love to, right, and love them deeply. And if it's if it's learning to apologize for past mistakes, do that, um, and uh, and show what it looks like to love deeply. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website trainingformanhood.com. That's training4manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.